Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the seventh week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us. By a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 9. Hear, O Israel, you are about to cross the Jordan today to go in and dispossess nations that are larger and mightier than you, great cities fortified to the heavens, a strong and tall people, the offspring of the Anakim, whom you know, you have heard it said of them, who can stand up to the Anakim? Know then today that the Lord your God is the one who crosses over before you as a devouring fire. He will defeat them and subdue them before you, so that you may dispossess and destroy them quickly as the Lord has promised you. When the Lord your God thrusts them out before you, do not say to yourself, It is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to occupy this land. It is rather because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is dispossessing them before you. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you are going in to occupy their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is dispossessing them before you in order to fulfill the promise that the Lord made on oath to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Know then that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to occupy because of your righteousness, for you are a stubborn people. Remember and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day that you came out of the land of Egypt until you came to this place. Even at Horeb you provoked the Lord to wrath, and the Lord was so angry with you that he was ready to destroy you. When I went up to the mountain to receive the stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water, and the Lord gave me the two stone tablets written with the finger of God. On them were all the words that the Lord had spoken to you at the mountain out of the fire on the day of the assembly. 
At the end of 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord gave me two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord said to me, Get up, go down quickly from here, for your people whom you have brought from Egypt have acted corruptly. They have been quick to turn from the way that I commanded them. They have cast images for themselves. Furthermore, the Lord said to me, I have seen that this people is indeed a stubborn people. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make of you a nation mightier and more numerous than they. So I turned and went down the mountain. And while the mountain was ablaze, the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. And then I saw that you had indeed sinned against the Lord your God by casting for yourself an image of a calf. You had been quick to turn away from the Lord all that the Lord had commanded you. So I took hold of the two tablets and I flung them with my two hands, smashing them before your eyes. Then I lay prostrate before the Lord as before, forty days, forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drink water because of all the sin that you committed, provoking the Lord for doing what was evil in his sight. For I was afraid that the anger that the Lord bore against you was so fierce that he would destroy you. But the Lord listened to me that time also. The Lord was so angry with Aaron that that he was ready to destroy him. But I interceded also on behalf of Aaron at that same time. Then I took the sinful thing that you had made, the calf, and burned it with fire, and crushed it, grinding it thoroughly until it was reduced to dust. And I threw the dust of it into the stream that runs down the mountain. At Taberah also, and at Massa, and at Kibroth Hatava, you provoked the Lord to wrath. And when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and occupy the land that I have given you, you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, neither trusting him nor obeying him. For you have been rebellious against the Lord as long as he has known you. This morning the whole world is nervously watching what will come next as Russia seems determined to invade and take control of the Ukraine and its people. The invasion and occupation of the land west of the Jordan River is one of the main topics of teaching in the book of Deuteronomy, and the call for Israel to engage in a holy war that aims for the extermination of the people and kingdoms in that region they invade is extremely troubling. Yet here God tells us something surprising about this coming campaign. It is not Israel's strength or power or skill in battle that will give them the victory, And it is not their goodness or righteousness or even the justness of their cause that justifies their warfare. It is the Lord who goes to fight as an act of judgment against the people who occupy the land. The Lord gives Israel this land as a gift in keeping with the promise that God made to Abraham and his descendants. Now, we have heard so many explanations and justifications for going to war, for the exercise of hard power, even even killing, that we are weary and suspicious of all kinds of war rhetoric. There is something to pay attention here that separates this holy war from other holy wars, and it is Israel's own sinfulness and rebellion against the Lord, their own history of idolatry. 
Israel can claim no righteousness of its own, and as a royal, and as a result, it has no right in and of itself to judge or condemn the nations it will displace. Even as the Lord sets the stage here for Israel's holy war of occupation, the Lord rules out any kind of self-righteousness as a pretext for violence or murder. That these people are God's people does not and will not give them the power to claim the right to kill in God's name. As followers of Jesus, we will see Jesus completely eliminate this path for his people. God will instead suffer and die to fulfill God's will for the world and for God's people. And Jesus will show love and faithfulness to God by loving enemies and command his people to do the same. Since in the end, no human being can stand in righteousness before God, no human being can stand in righteousness over another human being, and no human being can use violence as a means of casting judgment with divine power behind it on their neighbor, even if that neighbor is an enemy. And yet Israel is still to go in and possess the land. And in doing so, they are commanded to utterly destroy the people and their idols. So this is not their own doing, but the Lord's. They are to follow and obey. And so our uneasiness with this kind of bloodshed takes us not to our problem with Joshua or Moses or with Israel itself. We are left to ask our questions and confess our misgivings to God and God alone. If we try to defend God's honor or or brush over this, we find ourselves denying God's own word. So there is something in this word that turns us to God to reverently ask and wonder, what is it that God is doing in this world? The later prophets will wonder about all of this as they witness Israel's pagan neighbors become the ones who execute the words and warnings of judgment against Israel that are contained in this book. And they will wonder, just as we wonder, how can this be? What, Lord, shall we do in a changing world so that we can respond to your love with love, your mercy with mercy, and your peace with peace, and understand ourselves as equal with all the other people of the world before you, and yet throw ourselves in faith on your mercy and claim your steadfast love. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, 
to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful this morning? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who are striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else shall we ask the Lord? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.